0: Ages 16 to, I should say, 11 to 16, and their 25-year-old coach out of the cave involves having them dive through flooded areas. It's very dangerous. The first big storm of the 2018 Atlantic hurricane season is a little sluggish right now. More on tropical storm
1: Chris. Will move away from the coast. He'll move to the northeast over the open Atlantic but it will intensify. We think that the system uh, could get stronger in the next couple of days as it moves away from the U.S. coast.
0: That's forecaster Lixian Avila. He is at the National Hurricane Center in Miami. This is SRN News.
2: Larry Elder explains how important another Supreme Court pick from Trump is.
3: Justice Kennedy is retiring now so that Donald Trump has enough time while the Republicans are still in the majority to confirm somebody equally, if not more conservative, if and when Ruth Bader Ginsburg retires during the president's uh, term. That could dramatically shift the court. Right now, they are doing a prayer vigil over Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The
2: Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot.
3: Intelligent radio. Good afternoon, Patriot listeners. The Northern Alliance Radio Network returns to the Patriot airwaves next as the closer Brad Carlson is in from now until 3 this afternoon. Lots of sun outside today. We'll get near 90 degrees later on. Good chance of some thunderstorms later on tonight past midnight and tomorrow more of the same with lots of sun we'll get near 90 stand by for the Northern Alliance radio network and go launch sequence engineering go flight master control go flight studio engineer go flight we are go for launch in t-minus three two one we have liftoff
2: the northern alliance radio network is on the air live and local from the am 1280 the patriot studios in egan here is the closer brad
4: carlson I be a am 1280 patriot i It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take a phone call at 651-289-4488. You can also use Twitter. That is hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow on Twitter if you'd like to weigh in with any comments. Or questions regarding today's show content. And hey, be sure to look us up on Facebook, too, Northern Alliance Radio Network. And like our Facebook page if you have not done so. And as always, we appreciate the fine support we've been receiving from you folks for 14 plus years. Yeah, 14 plus years now of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, a lot to get to from this past week. Uh, we do, And by the way, um, before I get to any news from this past week and all the other fun stuff, we do have a giveaway. Oh, yeah, we got free stuff to give away, but you have to earn it. All right, but I'm not in your house. Okay, I don't work for the NSA or anything, so I'm not seeing your computer activity. So you can use Google to ascertain the answer to this trivia question, which I'm about to give you. And if you answer it, if you think you know the answer to this trivia question, give us a call, 651-289-4488. What's the prize, you ask? Well, it is a free AM1280 The Patriot hat. Not just any hat, a camel hat. C-A-M-O, not camo. Camel camouflage hat, all right. With the bill of the cap uh, in camouflage, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's a, it's pretty pretty nice looking. Sway, I've got to tell you. So six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call if you can correctly answer this trivia question. We're going to be talking about the Supreme Court in this first segment. Okay, so who was the nominee that President Obama submitted to the U.S. Senate back in early 2016 after Justice Scalia passed away? What was the name of that nominee? Now, of course, that nominee never got a hearing by the Senate Republicans. They chose to uh, let the next president put forth a Supreme Court nominee. But President Obama did name a nominee to replace Antonin Scalia on the Supreme Court in early 2016. What was the name of President Obama's nominee? If you answer that question correctly, give us if you know the answer, 651 289 4488 is the number to call. You're in a free camouflage uh, hat. Uh, with the AM 1280, the Patriot logo on it, it's pretty sweet too, by the way. So there you have it, giving away free stuff, but you have to. But like I say, you have to earn it. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of the Supreme Court, <clears throat> nice transition there. Right. Uh, tomorrow evening is when President Trump is scheduled to release the name of the nominee to introduce the nominee to replace Justice Anthony Kennedy. Of course, Justice Kennedy announced a week or two ago that he would be stepping down uh, from his duties on the Supreme court uh, by the end of the, by the end of July. And obviously the new court session gets going in, uh, I believe it's October. Well, of course uh, the Democrats uh, came out with this desperation. You could tell the Democrats are desperate because they know they have zero options in this, uh, excuse me, in this particular fight. And Chuck Schumer came out and said, you know, this would, be the, uh, this would be the height of hypocrisy if Republicans name a, no- put forth a nominee or hold hearings for a nominee in an election year. And of course, this was Schumer's chanting point regarding the Republicans refusing to give Merrick Garland a hearing. Of course, Merrick Garland was the uh, nominee who Barack Obama put forth after Justice Scalia passed away. And as a result, Mitch McConnell came out with a statement right away. Well, this was before the nominee even, Barack Obama put forth a nominee. Within hours after Justice Scalia passing away, of course, Mitch McConnell put out a statement uh, lauding uh, Scalia's credentials and his legacy and his service to this country by serving in the Supreme Court. And Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, said, we believe that the American people should have a voice in who the next justice should be. So therefore, the next president, We'll put forth a nominee, and of course, the Democrats pitch to fit obstructionism. Uh, the, the The Senate's not doing their 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 job. Da, 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 da. In fact, this is kind of an aside. I'm, I, you know, this is how my mind works. I kind of think of a little asides as I'm conveying stories. I'm an NFL fan, so I was watching NFL Network one time, and one of the commentators on NFL Network, because this was still during the Tom Brady deflate gate thing, and they hadn't. Complete. They hadn't decided on how the punishment would be meted out, or was still in the appeals process, whatever it was. And this commentator, who is Michael Silver, I think his name is. He he went to college at Berkeley, lived in the Bay Area, so you can probably guess his political affiliation. He basically ripped the Senate for not doing its job. Somehow he turned Deflate Gate into the Senate not doing its job and holding a hearing for Merrick Garland. I mean, that, that's some pretzel logic right there. But anyways, uh, <clears throat> that being said, uh, look, this was a hill that the Republicans chose to die on. They said, hey, you leftists that are mad at us, uh, elect a Democrat president. And guess what? We have a scant majority in the U.S. Senate right now. All you need to do is flip. Let's see, the Republicans had like 54 seats. Flip five seats in the Senate, which the vast majority of seat, Senate seats that were up in 2016 were Republican and some very vulnerable Republicans, so that the Democrats could have very easily taken over the Senate and elected Hillary Clinton as president as well. And boom, they put forth any nominee they want, probably even more radical than Merrick Garland was. And there you have it. So that was a hill worth dying on. Well, it turns out Donald Trump was elected president, and the Republicans barely hung on to their majority, and therefore they got to select Neil Gorsuch. Or President Trump put forth Neil Gorsuch to replace Scalia. Well, here's where where the Democrats really Painted themselves into a corner. They came out, and right away, we're going to oppose anything, anything that Trump did or put forth. Okay, because it's all part of this resistance garbage. Where forget the good of the country, whatever. If it's Trump suggesting it, you know, resist or something. You know, and of course, uh, one of the old sayings is, you know, if Trump were if if during the Trump administration. They funded some sort of massive research that eventually led to a cure for cancer. Le- leftists would accuse Trump of putting a bunch of uh, surgeons out of work, right? <laughs> or, or, or pediatric doctors out of work. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just silly. So when Trump put forth Neil Gorsuch, this pick was very, a very mainstream pick. In fact, uh, Obama's acting Surgeon General, or not Surgeon General, Solicitor General, even a lot of this pick, Neil Katyal, I think his name was lauded this pick. Neil Gorsuch was confirmed by the Senate on a voice vote to be a judge on the United States Court of Appeals for the 10th Circuit back in 2006. He was confirmed unanimously. That's right, 12 Democrat senators who were currently in the U.S. Senate or were currently in the U.S. Senate in early 2017 when Gorsuch's name was put forth voted to approve Gorsuch voted to confirm Gorsuch. Yet the millisecond he was announced as Trump's nominee, folks like Chuck Schumer and Dick Durbin already had a pre-planned statement, this is an extreme pick out of the mainstream, and all they had to do was just add Justice Gorsuch's name, or Neil Gorsuch's name. And they opposed him. This was as mainstream a pick as you could possibly imagine for that particular moment. And yet, for some inexplicable reason, the Democrats chose to filibuster Neil Gorsuch, because of course you need you you have uh, confirmation hearings. You have uh, go through the uh, confirmation hearings, obviously, and then you vote to basically end the hearings. And then after the hearings are ended, then you take an up or down vote whether the justice is confirmed or not. Well, it used to be that you needed a sixty vote uh, majority to end debate to end a filibuster. Now, Harry Reid changed the rules for lower court judges, but he didn't do it for Supreme Court. But the bottom line is the precedent had already been set. Harry Reid changed the rules of the Senate by going nuclear and saying now it's only going to take a simple majority to stop debate, stop hearings for lower court judges and then move on to an up or down vote because the Republicans were filibustering Obama judges. So Harry Reid invoked the nuclear option for lower court judges. And people say, "Well, that's different. That's lower court judges. This, the Supreme Court should still be had, held to a 60 vote threshold." Well, that's kind of a feeble argument. It's kind of on uh, on. It's not on very solid footing. But the bottom line is, is that Harry Reid voted to change the rules of the Senate for longstanding rules where lower court judges were always held a 60-vote threshold in order to stop debate. So McConnell came out and said, you know the nominee will be confirmed. And people kept asking, well, Senator McConnell, does that mean you're going to use a nuclear option? And Senator McConnell always deadpan would say, the nominee will be confirmed. So you could ascertain by that. The answer is yes. So of course there was not 60 votes to cut off debate. So as a result, the Republicans invoked the nuclear option and justice Gorsuch, again, a very mainstream pick ended up being confirmed to the Supreme court. So, my point in bringing all this up is to say the Democrats, particularly Chuck Schumer, made a gross miscalculation in filibustering Gorsuch. Because say you let this one go. Say, you know what? President Trump, he's within the few first few weeks of his term. Typically, the first Supreme Court justice that any president nominates pretty much sails through confirmation process unless there's a really ugly history there. But for the most part, I mean, Barack Obama got that courtesy. Um. Actually, George W. Bush. Yeah, he. Yeah, eventually got that courtesy after some concessions were made. The Gang of Fourteen, if you remember that, Google the Gang of Fourteen back in two thousand five. But he he got that with uh, uh, John Roberts, uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah, go down the list. Repu- uh, je- presidents typically are allowed the first Supreme Court nominee to to sail through. So, had the Democrats made that concession, they would have had a legitimate uh bargaining chip here by saying you know what we let justice gorsuch go through the second nominee is going to be vetted much more heavily and yeah you're darn right we're probably going to end up filibustering this nominee because now with anthony kennedy stepping down all right he was kind of the quote-unquote swing vote on the court but with donald trump and, and and the republicans having control of the senate and now, just needing a simple majority, they can put forth pretty much any justice they want. Okay, and it's going to be well to the right or more constructionist than Anthony Kennedy was. But the Democrats, they no longer have that bargaining chip. They say, well, you know, the Republicans are going to put forth a nuclear option for any nominee they have, and and this could have been a legitimate campaign issue for the Democrats with the election coming up in a mere few months. But the fact that they Used, they basically used that leverage against Gorsuch, which made no sense because again, he was lauded as a mainstream justice, acquitted himself very well in confirmation hearings. Now they have no options. Uh, Matt McOvayak, who's our political wonk here in the broadcast, you know, he put out a tweet uh, on the day it was announced that Kennedy was retiring. And he basically said that very same thing. He said Chuck Schumer made a terrible miscalculation in filibustering a qualified bulletproof nominee like Neil Gorsuch when he was not changing the balance of the court. And that's an excellent point because Gorsuch was basically replacing Antonin Scalia. Uh, They were both legal constructionists, solid legal constructionists. In fact, I think Gorsuch once upon a time uh, clerked for Justice Scalia or was on his staff. I don't remember specifically which. But the point is, is that it was basically a lateral move the difference being, of course, Justice Gorsuch is now he's only he was only forty-nine, fifty years old at the time, so he's got a good twenty to thirty years left, whereas Scalia didn't have that much time left. But nevertheless, it wasn't going to change the balance of the court. Now any nominee is going to change the balance of the court because like I alluded to, Anthony Kennedy was sort of like a swing vote. You never knew how he was going to how he was going to play that. So uh the Dems really don't have any options unless you get some Republicans that may uh, that may flip over to uh, to opposing any Trump nominee, and what would be the criteria for that? Well, we'll come back and we'll talk about that in a little bit, and we'll also take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also use hashtag NARN show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And be sure to look up our Facebook page, uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Just do a search for that. Like our Facebook page if you haven't done so already. And uh, stay engaged in what we're talking about here. And we will be back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
3: You are a hero. You may not tangle with mad scientists, but a family road trip can be a battle royale. Luckily, you have a Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. It has 84 mpge, and you can go 33 miles without gas. Ladders notwithstanding, get a great deal at the Chrysler Incredible Sales Event. EPA estimated miles per gallon of gasoline equivalent. EPA estimate with fully charged battery. Actual mileage may vary. Chrysler is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, and we got some news. Premier Pool and Spa is having a truckload sale. Does that mean there's just one or two of them are on sale? Because that's all that fits in my truck, eh? Did uh, you just fall off a truck? Yeah, that's why I talk like this, eh? No, that means that all the hot tubs and swim spas in the inventory are all on sale, plus the next two truckloads, and they're all on sale. And if they don't have what you want... They can build exactly what you're looking for, and it'll be on sale too, eh? Well, shouldn't you wait for all the summer fair sales? Because everyone says that's the best time of year to buy, eh? Hey, remember the people have to pay to have a booth at the fair, and then when you look at the deals, it includes that cost in there, so it's not really a deal. So why wait till another time when the deals now are just as hot as the weather? Buy now and get what you want when you want it at this big truckload sale. Visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today, premierpools.com, Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? Take off.
4: This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. President Trump will tell us next week who his pick will be to serve as the next associate justice of the United States Supreme Court. When he does so, he ought to send a thank you note to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. After all, he's the reason the president now has a second nominee to the high court after he led the GOP effort to oppose the nominee that President Obama put forward during his last year in office. And it's McConnell who has insisted that the Senate vote on Trump's forthcoming nominee before the midterm elections, making it extremely difficult for Democratic senators up for reelection from states that Trump won in 2016, like North Dakota, Missouri, and Indiana, to vote against the president's nominee. McConnell doesn't often get credit for the hard work he does, but he should. Conservatives are on the precipice of another major victory because of the Senate Majority Leader. I'm
3: Lon He Chen.
1: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
2: Your favorite Patriot hosts are right in your pocket. This is Michael Medved. Hey, it's my dad. Dude. Well, not literally, but you can take Larry Elder on your next grocery run.
3: Find up on our-
2: Or bring Michael Medved with you out of state on your family vacation. Are we there yet? How? With the Patriot mobile app. Download it free in the App Store. And enjoy intelligent radio in crystal clear, high quality audio. AM 1280, the Patriot.
5: Hey,
4: welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. That is The King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague Mitch Bergen, on these very airwaves, AM 1280 to the Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. I am in the closer, closing out every weekend from Sundays. What time? 1 to 3 p.m. Yes, two full hours of broadcasting. Uh, I don't want to say broadcast excellence because that's copyrighted, but broadcast goodness. We'll go with that. And we're here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Uh, continuing with the discussion on the uh, Supreme Court nominee, which President Trump will announce tomorrow. Of course, this nominee will be replacing the retiring Justice Kennedy. Again, the do- Democrats made a terrible miscalculation in filibustering Neil Gorsuch back in early 2017 because he was going to get through confirmation that the Republicans Basically said, yeah, we're going to invoke the nuclear option if you filibuster this very well qualified nominee that, uh, you, Senator Chuck Schumer, and you, Senator Diane Feinstein, and you, Senator Patrick Leakey Leahy, and you, Senator Maria Cantwell, and you, Senator Bill Nelson, and you, Senator Dick Durbin, y'all voted for him back in 2006. All right. When he was, uh, when he was confirmed as a, uh, a judge on the United States Court of Appeals for the 10th Circuit, y'all voted for him. Well, What have you seen in the last 10 years that all of a sudden you say he's not a qualified uh, judge anymore? All right? The Democrats overplayed their hand. Trump wasn't even... I mean, Trump was not in office for, what, two weeks when he uh, put up the Gorsuch uh, nomination? Two weeks. And they decided they, they were already implementing this resistance nonsense. So as a result, pretty much any judge any Supreme Court justice that went through from that point forward is just going to need a simple majority to cut off debate. And obviously the up or down vote has always been a simple majority anyways. So as a result, the Republicans, you would think, are in a good position here. But now here's a couple of things that I'm wondering about. First off, the Republicans have only 51 senators, a very scant majority. And it would only take 50 senators and then obviously Mike Pence would I, I would break the tie. okay him being vice president, thus President of the Senate. if there were only 50 senators voting for uh, the, the new justice, that Mike Pence would break the tie, assuming that all 100 senators vote. Now again, John McCain has been very ill and has been home back in Arizona and hasn't been in Washington for some time. So we don't know if he's going to be around to, to even vote. So if he doesn't vote, if John McCain's not available to vote, that leaves 50 Republicans left in the Senate. That means you need every single solitary Republican to vote to cut off debate and then vote up or down, you vote, give an up or down vote. Now, Susan Collins, senator out of Maine, Republican, has been very vocal about the fact that if any justice, any whoever the nominee is, if they give any strong overtures about going to the court and looking to overturn Roe versus Wade, which, of course essentially made abortion legal, uh, that's not something she could get on board with. So if that were the case, all of a sudden you have only 49 Republicans, you don't even have enough to stop debate, much less confirm on an up or down vote. Or even if they do stop debate, you don't have enough for an up or down vote as a result. So this is going to be some very interesting strategy here, because Mitch McConnell has talked about he wants this, Confirmation done, confirmation hearings done and over with uh, before the midterm elections. Well, from the time Neil Gorsuch was named as a replacement for Scalia till he was confirmed, I believe was about two and a half months. So tomorrow night, President Trump names his replacement, and then you're talking late September, maybe early October, when this justice would ultimately get confirmed. Now, Here's going to be the real test, and this was uh, this was talked about on this town hall minute during the commercial break. If you listen to this, this played in perfectly with what I want to talk about. You have some very vulnerable red state uh, senators who are on the Democrat side that are up for re-election: Claire McCaskill in Missouri, Joe Donnelly in Indiana, Joe Manchin in West Virginia, Heidi Heitkamp in in uh, North Dakota, John Tester. I don't know how vulnerable he is, uh, although Trump's visit to Montana he really hit on Tester. Uh, because they're big Second Amendment supporters up there, and and Tester voted for all of the anti Second Amendment justices, uh, judges that Obama put forth. So that's going to be he'll be vulnerable there. But leave that aside. Do any of those justices? Do any of those senators like Claire McCaskill, Missouri; Heidi Heitkamp, North Dakota; Joe Donnelly, in Indiana; Joe Manchin, West Virginia? Do any of them? Are they going to follow the party lines and vote against? whoever the nominee is that Trump puts forth, because Donnelly, Heitkamp, and Manchin all voted for Neil Gorsuch. Okay? So if they vote against this pick and this pick stalls and and this nomination fails, then Trump's going to have to wait until after the midterm elections, or he can name a new nominee quickly, but it's not going to get confirmed until after the midterm elections. So do the Democrats feel that they can take over the Senate after November? The numbers aren't in their favor. Of the 34 senators up for election, 26 are re- seats represented by Democrats. Okay? So there are very few opportunities that Democrats have to flip Republican seats. As it is now, the Democrats are vulnerable. I mean, Florida, the Bill Nelson is very vulnerable because he's got a very formidable incumbent in Governor Rick Scott. And in the states I just mentioned, you know, North Dakota, Missouri. Uh, West Virginia, Indiana. All those Democrats, very vulnerable. So therefore, the Republicans are just going to strengthen their majority, it looks like. And then Trump's going to end up just getting any pick he wants, and then you're going to have that many more Republican senators to confirm whomever Trump picks if this particular nominee fails. So this is going to be interesting to watch this particular strategy of how the Democrats approach this, because the pick has been narrowed down... Trump's pick has been rumored to have been narrowed down to three uh, different justices. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, who's on the D.C. Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, who's on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, and uh, Raymond uh, M. Kethledge, who's on the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. And these are judges who whose faith is being scrutinized because people are thinking, okay, Republicans— conservatives are looking to appoint a judge who could possibly overturn Roe v Wade. I'm as an aside I'm skeptical that that will ultimately happen, but that doesn't mean they're not going to take it up. I don't know. I'm I'm the furthest thing from a legal beagle so I I don't know how feasible that is that could happen. But the democrats are going to go into these confirmation hearings with the assumption that these justices will be hostile to abortion. And they can't ask, they can't flat out ask, how would you rule in this particular case? But they could certainly devise questions enough to kind of glean from their answers how they would approach this particular mindset. So it's going to be interesting to be, watch these very vulnerable Democrat senators in these states that Trump won, uh, in his in his words, bigly uh, back in 2016. But here's pro- probably the most hilarious uh, side story that I've heard. From this uh, particular uh, nomination process, uh, this is from TheHill.com. dot com. Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer privately urged President Trump in a phone conversation to nominate Merrick Garland.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, Merrick Garland, seriously. Of course, Merrick Garland was former President Obama's Supreme Court nominee from 2016 to replace uh, uh, retiring—who's going to replace Scalia. And Schumer picked him, uh, said, you know, Mr. President, I think you should pick Merrick Garland to replace uh, Justice Kennedy. Uh, A person familiar with the conversation said on Thursday that Schumer told Trump in a phone call that lasted five minutes on Tuesday that the move would help unify the country. Really? 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 Everything would be forgiven. The resistance would drop their signs, go on home, say, thank you, President Trump, for finally seeing the light, acquiescing, throwing us a bone by putting forth Merrick Garland. Honest to God, you think that would unify the country? Seriously? What, what fantasy world is Chuck Schumer living in here? Now, to be fair, I don't know that Chuck Schumer even thought that this had a prayer, but he could at least say he was doing his due diligence. He could at least check a box and say, hey, look. I suggested that a very qualified justice in Merrick garland uh be put forth uh that the uh that the Republicans weren't willing to give a hearing to so this would uh you know, this would kind of show me something here it, it, it's just ludicrous absolutely ludicrous but um nevertheless hey i guess uh it doesn't hurt to ask so uh that doesn't have a prayer of, of taking place but regardless we'll be uh looking forward to seeing how president trump um who he ends up selecting tomorrow evening and uh, what I'm really going to be curious about is the boilerplate statements that are going to be coming from democrats all they got to do is just fill in the judge's name 651-289-4488 is the number to call It's me Brad Carlson the closer right here in the Northern Alliance Radio Network go nowhere <laughs>
1: pro-life across america
0: the billboard
3: people i'm sure glad you're my sister addy yep you're my best buddy mom says you were their little surprise what would we do without you wow well, you'll probably get your own gum yeah that's
0: true but you're worth it hello my name is carrie i work with pro-life across america the billboard people if you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of pro-life across America, please call one 800 366 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org Pro Life Across America educational, non-political and tax deductible
6: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception
7: Life Across America
6: Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not really interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son in law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate find us online at thekingdombuilders.net
4: hey welcome back Camp am patriot northern alliance radio network with me brad carlson thanks as always for tuning into the show and by the way We still have that Patriot camouflage hat. Yeah, that's still uh, available to give away. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. And again, the trivia question is, I mean, my God, I've been giving you the answer practically to the first two segments. And it was even given through the town hall briefing that was during one of the commercial breaks. Who was the nominee that Barack Obama put up to replace Antonin Scalia after Justice Scalia died in 2016? Of course, this nominee never got a hearing. But nevertheless, Barack Obama put forth a nominee. Who was that nominee that he put forth? If you can answer that question, 651-289-4488. Give us a call, and you win the free Patriot camouflage hat. It is a pretty sweet hat, by the way. And, um, yeah, that's uh, that's all you have to do. And, you can, and if you weren't listening the first couple of segments, well, number one, I'll forgive you if you listen to the podcast later on. But, secondly, you can use Google if you don't happen to know the answer. Uh, we do have a couple of callers uh, on the line. Uh, Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, I appreciate your patience holding through the break. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir.
8: Brad, thanks for taking the call. Another great show. Is it okay if I. It's Merrick Garland. I didn't call for that, but i <laughs> uh the Supreme Court nominee. It, um, yes, that is O'Bella. correct.
4: Mark, Mark wins the hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mark thank uh, you very much yeah mark <laughs> uh, I'll let you get to your point here, but after you're done, hold the line and then uh, uh Ryan
8: will get your information. We'll send you the hat. thank you, you bet, thank you very much. A couple of points though with the supreme Court justice, three senators democrat senators who voted uh for gorsuch that was a non election year yep uh kane donnelly and and uh, mansion, so that's a huge difference and um uh that's number one, and I think Schumer probably just gave him a you know a wink wink um sure now now it's going to be so much more tougher uh for uh, uh mitch mcconnell and that's my opinion because that was a non-election year yep. and the vote was the republicans already had the vote you remember the three votes gave in 54 they already had the vote they already had the votes that was another thing so two major issues there non-election year and they already had the vote so they were allowed to vote this time ain't gonna my opinion not happening but thanks for taking my call
4: yeah, I appreciate it, Mark. Uh, yeah, and hold on the line, and Neil, uh, or Neil, Ryan, Ryan will take your information. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, it was actually uh, Joe Donnelly, Joe Manchin, and Heidi Heitkamp who voted yes for Gorsuch. So uh, that's an excellent point. It was a non-election year, but, you know, my point still stands that if uh, uh, if any of these Democrats stall a nominee, a Trump nominee, their re-election prospects are, are toast, OK, especially in North Dakota, West Virginia and Indiana. And, and Joe, uh, Joe Manchin, West Virginia, has already said, again, any justice that may show any hostility toward Roe wouldn't get his support. And uh, again, that's a state that Trump won by 40, 30, 40 points, something like that. So but yeah, it is going to be interesting theater, interesting to watch. Uh, line two is uh, Dom in Maple Grove. Dom, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Is Dom on the, Dom, line yeah. two?
5: Sorry, Dom, yeah. go ahead. You're on, sir. No, I just lost I just lost your gift for one call. I was going to say Matt Garland, but anyway. <laughs> but, you know, my point on that thing is, you know, if, if Trump wants to make the art of the deal, his thing here, so he can just say to Chuck Schumer's call, say, okay, here's how it's going to go, Chuck. I'm going to nominate Merrick Garland, you make sure you tell your Democratic Party, give me the twenty five billion dollars to build the wall and give me the authority to deport every illegal alien so far accumulated in this country, you got a deal. <laughs> okay. You think that might work? <laughs> I don't know. You know but, yeah, but I don't know. You know, I think that so if he's pushing back, Trump should kind of just say, Okay, here's the deal. I mean, I think he'll be red in the face and I mean I mean these guys are playing serious games and, and he's probably Start this thing out, you know. He thinks these, you know, most of the American voters are stupid by even asking that thing. Uh, but my choice would have been Mike Lee, but I guess I'd, I'd hate to lose a seat, Republican seat. But right. he would have been a solid pick for me. But they Amy Barrett is my second choice, but she'd probably win if he Trump nominates her. That's my thinking on this thing.
4: Yeah, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call, to, uh, I yeah. You know, I, I I it's funny you bring that up. I kind of thought of that. That uh, you know, Trump making all these uh, deals to uh, uh, to maybe try to get the wall. Uh, I even, but I don't trust Democrats to stay to st- make good on this deal. I mean, you go all the way back to Ronald Reagan, and the last big amnesty that was passed was under President
5: Reagan. And uh, no, I'm was, not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm I don't know actually, if I trust
4: him to do that. Uh, that's what know, I'm, saying. I'm not <laughs> trusting. I'm
5: not, trust, I'm not trusting them. He can, he can, he can tell Chuck Schumer and say, okay. Get a signed authorization letter from all the democratic people in the party to do this, and then I'll give you Merk Garland. I'll right. nominate them. I need you to sign. I need a signed declaration.
4: Yeah, that that would be interesting. I, I yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Obviously, neither you or I expect that that would ever happen, but uh, uh, that would be certainly an interesting uh, scenario, to say the least. And again, Don, we appreciate. Uh, Appreciate your phone call uh, and congratulations uh, to Mark and uh, St. Louis Park on winning the uh, on the camo hat as well. Apparently, Don was wanting to uh, get in on that too, and he was just one call short. So, doggone, you know, it's uh, hotly contested to say the least. But be sure to continue to listen to AM twelve eighty The Patriot, uh, if indeed because uh, we'll you know we'll have giveaways in the future. There's uh, there's no doubt about it. So fascinating discussion. Um, yeah, Mark made some some good points uh, as well. Uh, you know. I think that uh, Heidi Heitkamp and and Joe Manchin and, and maybe even Bill Nelson, they do they do they say, look, our reelection prospects are toast if we vote against this nominee. You know what what assurances can Chuck Schumer give them? You know what's he going to do? Go in and campaign on their behalf? You are going to get a New York uh, New York liberal to go into North Dakota and West Virginia and. In Florida, and, and and appeal to these people to to reelect these Democrats. That's going to work. I I don't know. I I don't know what assurances Chuck Schumer could give these very vulnerable Democrats, uh, who again their reelection prospects would probably be, you know, RIP if they if they vote against a Trump nominee. But again, something could come up during the the nomination process where it could be disqualifying in the eyes of the American people. Who's to say? So many th- different things to keep an eye upon. That is uh, for certain. Uh, I did want to get to a uh, story that was written uh, this past week, or actually, it wasn't so much a story; it was a uh, it was a tweet that was put out this past week. Um, I wrote about it at bradcarlson.org. It was by Kimberly Johnson. She is uh, apparently writes for the Huff- Huffington Post. I read the Huffington Post every once in a while. I'm not familiar with with any specific authors uh, per se, but I've not heard of Miss Johnson. But there was a a tweet that she put out that uh, really stood out to me, and I'll read it uh, verbatim. Uh, Out on the road the other day, and by the way, when I started to read that tweet, I thought of the Don Henley song, Out on the Road today, I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. But uh, (laughs) anyways, I digress. Kimberly Johnson's tweet says, Out on the road the other day, I saw an affluent black man driving a BMW with two bumper stickers. One was Pro NRA, and the other was a Tea Party sticker that read, Don't tread on me. This left me very confused. Okay? Why do you think that that left her confused? She's to, To add some context, she is left of center. So why would Kimberly Johnson be confused that an affluent black man driving a BMW had a pro NRA sticker and a pro Tea Party sticker on his vehicle? Is it because, oh, I don't know, it's probably not the best idea to put bumper stickers on a on a BMW because it's such a nice car and you want to have it in as pristine condition as possible. No, that's not why she thought. That's not why it left her very confused, although maybe that was the excuse she went with after she received some significant backlash on this tweet. But no, you have a leftist who is questioning why a black man, and she, she felt the need to point out an affluent black man driving a BMW, uh, had a pro NRA sticker and a pro Tea Party sticker. So why did that leave her confused? Well, it's pretty obvious. The left, progressives, they feel like certain voter demographics are their, for lack of a better phrase, intellectual property. It's just like, we do more to serve your needs and we're more champions for your causes than those uh, rich white country club Republicans. And by the way, that chanting point that's still being used that the Republican is Republicans are just this monochromatic white, uh, rich white male party is more and more every day becoming classic projection. When you look at some of the the, the deep pockets that are propping up uh, the Democrat Party, particularly the deep pockets of like George Soros and Tom Steyer and uh, Michael Bloomberg, okay. So this 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 is how you get more of Trump right here. This kind of attitude. I just don't understand how a black person could could be pro NRA and and, and pro Tea Party. That just doesn't make any sense, really. Yeah, you, you you don't get this, huh? Now again, the vast majority of black voters are still going to vote vote Democrat. Okay, Barack Obama. I think he got ninety five ninety percent ninety six percent of the black vote. Hillary Clinton got significantly less than that, and there were a couple reasons for that. Number one, you know. It's a good number of black voters stayed home because they didn't like either Trump nor Clinton, and I'm with them on that one. I didn't, I wasn't wild about either candidate myself, but also there were some black voters that, as well as some other typical voters that voted for uh, Democrats, specifically the uh, lower income or middle, uh, uh, the white working class. You know, who worked in the manufacturing sector. You know, kind of in the rust belt section of the country. That said, you know what? We've you know, the definition definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We've been pulling the lever for Democrats for how many generations? Not just myself, but my family before me, and and look where it's got us. And I, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that the increased number of of black vote that Trump received is permanently in the Republican camp now. It absolutely is not. I get a sense that they're more giving us an opportunity to show what we can do, okay? And so that's why they look at it and say, I've got nothing from for voting for Democrats, okay? Because if you look at it, the Democrats constantly position themselves to ensure people have some sort of plight, you know, to have issues to wave around as a bloody shirt. And, and another example of this, is, of course, is the LGBT community a lot a lot of those folks are becoming more and more libertarian okay which means if they have to vote for one or the other some may think that republicans more closely resemble their values because guess what the lbg lgbt community they're concerned about their fiscal their fiscal outlook their their finances you know starting businesses being able to keep and bear arms okay in fact, I've talked about this before. Remember uh, Bruce Jenner, who's now Caitlyn Jenner? Remember a few years ago in that interview he did with Diane Sawyer came out and said that for all intents and purposes, I, I, I am a woman. And people were more shocked during that interview. He also v- revealed he was a Republican. People were more shocked that a transgender was a Republican, that the preeminent male decathlete to the 1970s was a Republican than the fact that he considered himself a woman. That tells you where we are in our, our our national discourse today. More people were shocked that Bruce Jenner aspired to be a woman, or, would, for all intents and purposes, considered himself a woman, than than uh, uh, they were more shocked that he considered himself a Republican than the fact he was a woman. The considered himself a woman. All right, and and that's the thing. That's how you get more of Trump. Is if you. Point if you basically lecture people, condescend to people, say, oh, you're voting against your own best interest, you white working class folks in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. You may think you're doing yourselves a favor by voting for Trump and that those manufacturing jobs are magically going to be, going to be coming back and that this outdated technology is going to be enhanced and you're going to have these jobs and, this, and these coal mines that are bad for the environment that need to go away. You may think that, that Trump's going to be the magic antidote, but you're just kidding yourselves. This is how you get more of Trump by telling people that they're voting against their own best interests. So when Kimberly Johnson seems confused by the fact that an affluent black man has a bumper sticker in his BMW, one that is pro NRA and one that is a Tea Party sticker that reads, don't tread on me. The reason she's confused by that is because these people haven't learned a dang thing since the 2016 elections. They haven't learned anything. That this is how you get more of Trump by having the gall the audacity to tell people that they're voting against their own best interests. And again, I I'll be honest with you. I understood why people voted for Trump. I didn't, you know, I've said on the show many times, I didn't support Trump myself, but I understood why people did. For for myriad of reasons. Okay? And I'm skeptical that Trump is going to be able to fulfill all the promises that that he's made to all these people. Okay? But I understand why people were giving him an opportunity. And heck, even now i could I could laud some of the things that have happened during the during the Trump administration. but if Trump continues to have successes or at least perceived successes like this, uh, the continued condescension by leftists like Kimberly Johnson not understanding why uh, typical or uh, traditional Democrat voters are no longer pulling the lever for their candidates. Um, they're going to continue to see voters uh, hashtag walk away. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also use hashtag Narn show on Twitter. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show on Twitter. Brad Carlson, the closer, one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280,
2: The Patriot.
0: The perfect anniversary gift is to learn how to dance as a couple with this exclusive half-price offer from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom.
2: Get 20 lessons for just eight That's half-price.
0: American Classic Ballroom has developed the most effective method to teach you any dance style. And you will have the
2: time of your life as you learn.
0: 20 dance lessons for just eight fifty from the Patriot and American Classic Ballroom.
2: Give her the anniversary gift she'll never expect.
0: Call the Patriot today at 651-405-8800. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. A satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve. Is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most
5: exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti.
0: The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did.
7: Being able to travel.
3: I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates.
0: We're really close knit, we're unique, and the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve able to live your dream retirement starts with your decisions today learn to develop the skills and confidence to own your financial future with a best-in-class education at online trading academy we are the world leader in creating traders and investors let us help you improve your returns and create income you can use now and in retirement call today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and use keyword ota again pound 250 keyword ota
4: Welcome back, Camp 1280,
5: the Patriots.
4: Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour, and don't forget uh, two o'clock. Right at two o'clock, Bethany Mandel, freelance writer, just returning from an excursion to Korea. She is affiliated helping out. I don't know we'll, we'll ascertain her exact role. Uh, liberty in North Korea that assists uh, North Korean refugees to seek uh, freedom from that uh, oppressive country. Uh, looking forward to that discussion with Bethany. Again, I just uh, been texting her back and forth. she is re- she'll be ready to go right at two o'clock. so very much looking forward to that. Only have a few minutes remaining in this uh, hour this segment. And I did want to get to an article from the American Thinker. The title intrigued me. Is political incivility worse now than ever before? This is by Thomas Lifson. As Trump derangement syndrome flourishes and drives Democrat politicians crazy enough to endorse open borders via the closing of the agency that protects them and drives media figures to levels of on-air profanity that would have been firing offenses not long ago, it is easy to assume that things have never been this bad. But Andrew Malcolm, writing for McClatchy, provides some historical perspective, recalling some incidents that he personally witnessed during the Vietnam turmoil. And again, this is from uh, Andrew Malcolm, this excerpt. Uh, the retired Supreme Court Justice acknowledged a banquet lunch and standing ovation before beginning his remarks. But shouting demonstrators burst through the ballroom doors, swinging Car antennas like whips to ward off security. They jumped on the head table, kicked anything in sight, threw blood on dignitaries, and lobbed a pig's head at the former justice. Across town, soon after, a female audience member at a public board of education meeting disagreed with a rabbi's testimony. She swung a glass water pitcher and opened his skull. Most Americans weren't born by 1969 when those two opening incidents were personally witnessed. So they think today's civic rudeness is unprecedented. And again this is uh, both Thomas Lifson at the American Thinker and Andrew Malcolm with McClatchy providing that perspective. Uh I I remember 2004 vividly. I mean, well, the early 2000s. I I voted ever since I the first election I was ever eligible to vote was 1988, voted in a presidential election. And I've been voting every opportunity ever since then. And I You know, starting in 1992, I started voting Republican every election cycle, most every election cycle. I may have gone third party in some. I haven't voted for Democrats since like 1988, but I would vote. And what really got me engaged in the political scene was the aftermath of the 2000 election and how much invective and vitriol there was towards George W. Bush uh, because they thought he stole the election. And. People who have that outlook—I mean—they're just looking at things through their own political prism, their own leftist political prism, as it were. And I was so disgusted by how George W. Bush was treated. And then, of course, nine eleven happened, and obviously, this was a this was uncharted territory—a war on uh, on jihadi terrorists. And it was the president was making decisions based on what the intelligence was saying and what his uh, what the Pentagon the information the Pentagon was giving him, and he was making these decisions, and some were good, and some were not so good, and just the nastiness and vitriol. I mean, Bush Hitler. Uh, you know, uh, there was even a, a blog called Smirking Chimp because they said the president looked like a smirking chimp. You know, I mean, there was all these signs. I would go to these anti-war protests. I didn't. I'd, I'd hang around. You know, as a member of protest warrior back in the day, I'd infiltrate these, and I'd see these signs with Bush with a. uh a hitler mustache on and just the vile things they said there was one sign that even compared bush's secretary of state colin powell to an ape side by side okay so i've seen it and this is just as bad today as it was in 2004 i think the difference is social media wasn't nearly as pervasive in fact it really didn't even exist until near the end of president bush's second term and it didn't even hit critical mass by the time bush left office But now with Facebook and and Twitter, we're just inundated by political content. And that's why it probably seems like it's worse than ever before, because we just see more of it. Okay, but I can tell you, going to some of these anti-war rallies in 2004, well, even prior to 2004, some of just the awful, vile, disgusting things that were said about the president, said about him personally, uh, I, I, I can't even repeat some of it, some of the vile T-shirt slogans I had seen. Yeah, it it it's, it it's was as bad in 2004 as it is now, but certainly isn't at its worst, as Andrew Malcolm talked about in those two incidents from 1969. Hey, folks, hour number one in the can, hour number two coming up in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, back in a few. Go nowhere.
7: Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.
1: Go to relieffactor.com.
0: Make your home an ADT home and help protect against break-ins, fire, and carbon monoxide. Get our lowest rate for fast response monitoring starting at just $28.99 a month. That's about a dollar a day from the most trusted name in home security. Get ADT's tested, trusted, and proven security and service now at a great value. Don't wait. Call today. ADT. Always there. Now everywhere requires 36-month monitoring contract. Early termination, taxes and sell fees apply. Certain markets excluded. See terms and pricing at ADC.com.